Hey, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Villanos, and I'm back at it with Request Part 13. And today we really have a packed episode. This is probably uh, an episode with uh, some of the highest rated prospects that we've ever come across of and all of these guys were requested and so this is the start of out of state week and so every single player on this list and for the rest of this week on the playmakers corner podcast will be players from out of the state of colorado and so we have friday's episode obviously that's the main one cody will come out with four more players from out of state on wednesday and today i got four of the highest rated prospects in the country um to break down and so we have two quarterbacks two running backs we have two four-star players and two three-star players both quarterbacks and running backs so we have some variety and like i said it's from all around the country uh out of state and so just remember if you want to request a player go for it uh make sure you leave the player's name position where they're at you know so what city they're from what high school they're from and uh what class they're in that way it just makes it easier for us to find the right guys since we are getting a good number of out-of-state players now as well without further ado uh today on this episode we got noah bodden from new york gavin wimsat from kentucky nick singleton from pennsylvania and then last but not least jonah coleman from california so stay tuned we got some great players we're going to review today coming up next all right welcome back so let's jump into it we got noah bodden the 6'4 216 pound quarterback from christ the king high school up in middle village new york he is a three-star quarterback committed to grambling state and so let's go ahead and to jump into the positives here so there's a reason why he's a three-star guy and why he is arguably the best quarterback in the state of New York out of the class of 21. Uh, some of those reasons is because he's just a smooth pocket passer, honestly. You know, I'm pretty sure he ran a spread up there in New York and, you know, he commanded it beautifully. You saw a beautiful pass after beautiful pass. And you know what? Noah Bodden really does have a very effortless throwing motion. You know, it's a very mechanically sound and it looks great. In addition to that, you see him throwing plenty of beautiful deep balls with excellent placement that's a norm for Noah Bodden there and he could light it up on any given night uh, he also as well can throw up the seams of very well and lead wide receivers into open spaces with his ball placement and like I said you know his mechanics oh man they're just beautiful he uses hips and abs well consistently to drive that ball and you know like like I'm going to continue to say here, he just has very clean mechanics. They won't need a lot of work or any work at this point, if I'm being completely honest. In addition to that, he does throw a good variety of routes as well. That's kind of where that advantage of uh, running the spread offense comes in, you know. He's somebody that has seen a lot of routes and has thrown a lot of routes in-game. And so you know that's the real deal. And I feel like those will really translate well on the next level in whatever offense he plays at because, you know, he has that experience there. In addition, he's really a pocket passer, if I'm being completely honest. You know, I'm pretty sure he can run a little bit, 
but he he just does it. He's extremely disciplined and he does his thing uh, in the pocket and you know before he gets to the line of scrimmage as well. You know he keeps his eyes downfield when throwing on the run and always finds an open guy, whether it's a check down or somebody 50 yards down the field. You know he's just disciplined like that, and so that ability that ability to always look to pass first uh despite having that ability to run is is good you know that shows that he's disciplined he's somebody who is a great passer and knows he's a great passer because he's willing to stay in the pocket take some tough hits or even run around a little bit but keep his eyes down the field and then makes a good throw and so that discipline and that confidence and his ability to throw a strike time and time again despite taking shots or despite being off platform or whatever uh, that's something you like to see out of your quarterback you know those are all good uh, abilities and uh, talent that you really honestly you can't coach up as much as it's a just a force of a habit that you could instill into a quarterback and that's just something that some quarterbacks have and then some quarterbacks take a little bit of time really just disciplining themselves and staying in that pocket and being confident in their passing ability first so altogether Noah Bodden is an extremely talented passer so with that being said let's go ahead and to jump into some negatives or airs of concerns I have here so Noah he unfortunately only played his, I want to say, sophomore and junior year because they did cancel sports up in New York. And so he will not be having a senior year. And so I'm just going to be completely honest. I really don't know, I guess, where he's at. Uh, passing wise and all that stuff I assume he continued to work you know over the pandemic and all that stuff and continue to improve get stronger get bigger all that great stuff but you know it is a little bit concerning that he hasn't played since his junior year and so when he does go to Grambling State and by the way I do think he's somebody who can be a day one starter no red shirt needed um, he would potentially be out of the game of football I real i guess like real game experience that is he would he would be out of real game experience for almost two or three years by the time he takes the field if he takes a red shirt then it will be even longer and that's concerning because you know he really does kind of seem like a rhythm passer at times and obviously that doesn't mean he can't just hop in there and light it up but i do think there'll be some rust getting used to the pace of the game in general getting used to the game in general since he hasn't played a competitive football in that many uh, years and so that's definitely an area of concern i wouldn't say that's a negative or a hit on him at all i think that's just something to keep in mind and so you know if you're listening to this coming back be patient with yourself it's going to be a process and so i just want to make sure he's prepared for that i'm sure he is and i'm sure he's already in the right mindset to to really uh, attack that and approach that situation once he gets over to grambling state but that being said, there are some other things that I'd really like for him to work on. I do think he could probably manipulate the pocket uh, well. So I did say that he keeps his eyes downfield and he consistently throws strikes and uh, stays tough in the pocket. But I do think there are times where he oversteps a little when trying to get away from pressure. And, you know, it's unnecessary um, just movements. 
and he could probably clean it up a little bit more. You don't always have to scramble right, scramble left, or roll completely out of the pocket. You could still stay in the pocket, make a little step up and forward and right and left here, and then throw a strike. And so I just want him to be a little bit more disciplined there and work on that pocket movement, really manipulate the pocket, because I think that will bring him up to the next level as a quarterback, because all the greats could do that. Uh, you could see Tom Brady doing that even at whatever age he is, 43, 44. So really work on that footwork there and um, get comfortable manipulating the pocket while moving slightly uh, here and there. And then in addition, I do kind of think uh, just looking through his film, he does come off as kind of a one-read type of guy, I feel, because they do run a spread, so most of the time, he'll know where to put the ball, and I'm sure there are other times where he could look through a progression, but I would like to see him, you know, look off players and go through his progression a little bit more and be slightly more patient, slightly more patient uh, when looking at a play and when progressing through his reads and whatnot, because I feel like there are times where there are guys that are open a little bit farther down the field, but it takes time for that to develop. And, you know, at the same time, he could also move safeties and defenders out of the way as well to speed up that process. And so I'd like to really see him manipulate that defense with his eyes and continue to develop as a passer looking through progressions. And so, honestly, that's really all I got. Those are all things that Noah could probably do um, and improve on in his own backyard right now or in a gym right now you know he could look at film get that down you know he could work on those progressions there look at patterns or start looking for patterns that the defense might give off which will help with those progressions as well you know he could work on that footwork and um you know it's it's honestly not that crazy he is a very talented quarterback and you know going to grambling state i feel like they really got a steal out of noah Bodden here and for those of you who don't know, Grambling State is an HBCU. I've had a handful of coaches actually play for them and graduate from them. And they have had some solid quarterbacks, you know, come from that university. And HBCUs, they're very, I would say, they're good experiences college-wise and whatnot. But at the same time, they do, a lot of them do have some pretty good football programs. I do believe Grambling State is a D1, if not a D2, and that's not bad at all. There is a clear path to the NFL if he was to light it up at Grambling State. And like I said, I do believe he's a day one starter. He's as good a quarterback as they've, they've gotten in a really long time, and he has the potential to be one of the best to ever play for them. So best of luck to Noah Bodden. Heck of a talent, and you're welcome onto the show if you're listening to this. So, moving on, coming up next, we have another quarterback, a four-star quarterback, Gavin Wimsat. Alright, welcome back. So, let's go ahead and jump into this. So, Gavin Wimsat, the 6'3", 200-pound quarterback from Owensboro, Kentucky. He is in the class of 22, so he'll be a senior next year. And he is a four-star guy uh, who is the number one player in Kentucky, actually, and one of the top dual threats in the country. And he is currently not committed yet. But, you know, whatever team that does get Gavin Wimsat is easily getting one of the best dual threats in high school football right now you know he's somebody who is just so naturally talented at a lot of things that you know he provides a lot on the table for you and he's somebody who in my opinion 
maybe a little raw but you could honestly mold him into a bunch of uh, different systems and make him be a great quarterback in any system if I'm being completely honest with you but you know what we're going to start with the errors of improvements slash concerns here because there really isn't a lot and you know he is a junior so he does have a whole nother year to work on all this stuff and get better and hopefully he'll have his senior season to show off all of his talent once more but at a more refined level and so in my opinion he probably does not engage his hips and abs as well as he can when he does throw the ball it, it does seem to be almost all arm and that's something that he'll continue to improve on mechanically and whatnot it works for now because it's high school and he has an excellent arm but moving forward, if he wants to continue to be an efficient quarterback and take care of his body, it'd do him some good engaging his hips and abs a little bit more in his into his throwing motion. In addition, very similar to what Noah Bodden was critiqued for, he does kind of seem like a one-read quarterback and doesn't go through a lot of progressions. I'd say Noah definitely goes through more than Gavin. And so if Noah is doing that more than Gavin, then Gavin definitely needs to... Uh, work on that because he is a dual threat so he does have the ability to run more and so there's more opportunities to run more uh, because of his excellent athleticism altogether but I'd really like to see him go through his progressions and you know be able to look off guys and manipulate defenses with his eyes and that just starts by going into the film room continuing to put on work and then hitting the field and applying what you learned in the film room um, on the field lastly and these two are kind of intertwined he definitely could work in the pocket a little bit more and just in general clean up his footwork in the pocket specifically because oh boy it's it's all over the place at times you know he doesn't necessarily climb the pocket a ton or manipulate the pocket as well as Noah Bodden does and I think that's partly because he knows he could run, so it almost doesn't matter because he knows if there's not a play there passing-wise, he could gash them uh, running-wise. And so I'd really like to see him clean up his footwork in the pocket and then work in the pocket better and buy himself more time as a pocket passer before he takes off and run because I do think there are also times where he jumps the gun a little bit too quickly, and this is a habit that you see out of a lot of running quarterbacks or dual-threat quarterbacks. They tend to jump the gun a little bit too fast and they opt to run instead of looking to pass still. And so I like to see Gavin become a little bit more patient in the pocket as he gets uh, to become a more mature football player. But you know what? Enough of all of those areas of improvements slash airs of concerns i don't doubt he'll get better he has a whole nother year of high school so that's a great thing let's go ahead and talk about his positives here so he is an excellent dual threat just in general i mentioned this before but he has a great arm with excellent arm power you know he does show that he could throw from multiple different platforms and angles and so the arm talent is definitely there along with the arm power you know he could push it down the field and in my opinion he has the power to put it anywhere on the field if he really wanted to but you can't just look at Gavin Wimsat and be like oh he has a great arm uh, because he's also known for his running ability he's definitely a threat to scramble on the ground you cannot I repeat you cannot have a quarterback spy on him at all times throughout a game you need to have somebody stuck to him because if you give him um, a sliver 
of room to take off and run and get out of there, he'll take it, and chances are he could bust it 50 yards for a touchdown, or he could at least gas you for 30 or 40 yards at a time. That's how dangerous he is. So you really can't just... I get you really just can't consider his running ability at all because it is borderline elite in my opinion if not very very good he does also throw a wide variety of routes and so it's not the system making him look better because there are a lot of systems and you see this in Colorado especially they'll throw out you know three or four or maybe not three or four but five or six basic routes that really help out the quarterback and they really don't have a bunch of passing patterns but for Gavin here he does throw a pretty good uh, variety of routes uh, with a bunch of different passing concepts there and so I don't doubt at all that he could pick up some of the more complicated passing offenses in college football and run that at least decently because he does throw those variety of routes and he makes excellent throws as well. In addition, uh, his agility is great. You know, he has a lot of wiggle to him in open space. He's not just a straight line guy. <laughs> you got to break down. And if you don't get him, you got to gang tackle him at the least. To be honest, you probably have a better chance of gang tackling him than uh, tackling him one on one because he is that electrifying. You just you can't. I don't know. You, you just can't take that for granted when he's out in open space. He's dangerous. And then back to his throwing. I know I'm going back and forth between his throwing and his running and all this stuff, but I feel like this just shows how well-rounded he is. But throwing-wise, you know, he does have a beautiful deep ball with good placement. Um, in addition, he'll look down for checkdowns and not do too much. And lastly, he does look pretty composed and comfortable in the pocket when he does stay in the pocket. Most of the time when he scrambles out or rolls out, it's either designed or or he kind of you could tell he made up his decision already and he's gonna scramble out of there but you know there are plenty of times where he looks comfortable in the pocket and could operate from inside that pocket so all that being said gavin wimsat has the potential to be one of the best players we've ever had the chance to break down on here on the playmakers corner podcast because he just has a lot of raw ability um you know the errors of improvements and stuff that I mentioned before I don't doubt that he could honestly work on and exhibit that he can do all of those things his senior year because he is only a junior and so that means going on into college and all that he's somebody that could that can make it happen for a lot of different teams he does have a lot of uh, d1 offers in addition a lot of other scouting reports that i've looked at has also said that he is probably a projected power five starter with the upside to develop into an early round nfl draft pick and honestly i'd have to agree you know just the physical tools in my opinion are there and he's somebody that could be extremely dangerous he reminds me of uh the polished version of jalen hurts the jalen hurts that we see at oklahoma but instead Gavin Wimsat is that as a junior in high school. And so there's all that upside there. You know, he I really do feel like that he could fit into a lot of different systems at a lot of different D1s and be successful wherever he chooses. 
Um, I'm not going to project where he goes. I could see him going to an Alabama or somewhere in the SEC. If he was to go into the SEC, I'd encourage him to look at an LSU who consistently have a great team around them, see what they did for Joe Burrow there. Uh, look at, I mean, obviously, you got to look into the Alabama colleges between Bama and Auburn. They always need some guys. But in my opinion, I do think Gavin Wimsat is easily an SEC type of guy. And I think that's where he'll go for college as well. If if I had to um, predict, I guess, the future here. So best of luck to Gavin Wimsett. If you're listening to this, man, you are invited on the show 100%. You're a heck of a talent, but I would encourage you to continue to get better, refine that game, be a true student of the game as you um, get older and head into your senior year. All that being said, though, coming up next, we're going to talk about another four-star prospect in Nick Singleton. All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast right here. We got Nick Singleton, the six foot, 205 pound junior running back, so class of 22, from Governor Mifflin High School in Shillington, Pennsylvania. He is also a four star recruit. So, Nick Singleton here is one of our highest rated players on today's episode. And here's why. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the positives here. So right off the bat, he has a great frame as a junior. He has the potential to have a playing weight of around 210 pounds and still maintain his speed and agility and all that great stuff at that weight. In addition, I think this is probably his biggest strength or positive, but he has elite top end speed and acceleration. If he sees an opening Chances are he's going to take it to the house and house it. You know, he's just that fast, that quick. He's somebody that could get out of there and, you know, he'll he'll have home run speed, if I'm being honest here. And he's somebody that you just got to gang tackle. You got to get him down at the line because if you don't, he could gash you. Best case scenario, you stop him or you slow him down and he gashes you for 20 or 30 yards. Worst case scenario is obviously he scores and he is a threat to score whenever and you know what he has shown that he is a threat to score even when facing plenty of stacked boxes um, on the defensive side of the ball I was looking through his film and you know what at his high school it does appear they run a little bit of the triple option or option out there and other schools know what's going to happen they know what to expect you either get a pitch or a dive or whatever but he still finds a way to house it against plenty of defenders in the box waiting for him and so that shows he is uh, still a dangerous threat out of the backfield and he's somebody that you know what you just gotta contain or he's gonna just run amok and run loose and you just can't have that happening because he's honestly probably the type of running back who could average maybe 200 to 300 rushing yards a game easily He's also somebody that's shown that he could return a couple kicks and punts here. And you know what? Because of that speed, he still has that threat to take it to the house even when he's uh, fielding it as a returner. And so that's great versatility to have there. He is also not afraid to take on contact. And he has a great balance when he's running, you know. He's somebody who could be a little bit slippery. And so you just have to have good tackling form when you do tackle this kiddo. And then last but not least... He does have great vision and he utilizes it well as a one cut type of guy. You know, he could see plays develop out and then manipulate. 
the defense to doing what he wants. And then um, by that, he eventually finds an opening and he either gets loose or he gets an efficient 20 to 30 yards a pop. All in all, he is an explosive playmaker who has all the speed in the world. He's just naturally talented in that manner. And he continues to put up numbers and overall just be productive. It's obvious why he's a four-star guy, if I'm being completely honest. You know, he deserves it. You know, having that speed at that frame at six foot 205, that's hard to come by, honestly. And, you know, that's a easy D1 frame right there with D1 talent. But let's go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement slash some things I like to see him work on as he enters the, his senior year of high school over at Governor Mifflin. So first things first. I know over at Governor Mifflin, or at least it seems like it over at Governor Mifflin, they're very much a run-first team. You could see it in some of the plays they're calling. You know, they call a lot of option type of plays, but I would like to see uh, Nick Singleton here get a, a couple more pass-catching opportunities. He really didn't get to catch the ball a lot of the backfield. There are a couple dump-offs here and there, but I would like to see how he looks as a receiver in the slot and, you know, in the backfield as well as well running a variety of routes because you just don't see a ton of that and so I think just his receiving skills in general you know maybe he has them and they've been refined it's maybe his secret weapon right now but I would like to see him showcase a little bit more of that uh, during his senior year or when he goes to college you know show that he has been working on his receiving skills and so that's route running that's having strong hands that's catching through contact all of that great stuff because, you know, the more opportunities for this kiddo to get on the field, the better. Because he's just a playmaker and, you know, he needs multiple opportunities to get the ball in his hands. And so, if he's a true, versatile, and elite kind of prospect or player, you know, he'd find a way to make plays as a pass catcher as well. And I don't doubt that he could do that with his athleticism. I just need to see some refinement for him to get those opportunities to, you know, pass catch out the backfield or at the slot receiver position in addition to that i would also like to see him get stronger i know he's listed at 205 six foot all that that's great but it could definitely benefit him getting stronger especially his lower body strength for sure there are a couple plays that i watch where you know he'd initiate contact or he would be one-on-one and you know the player and you know it is pennsylvania football so it's very decent football out there and football talent but out there there's plenty of guys who have fundamental tackling and great tackling form and you know I saw a couple plays there where they would just uh, nail him and they would have a great fundamental tackle and they'd bring him down because I feel like his legs just aren't as strong as they could be and so I'd really like to see his lower body um, become stronger get a little bit bigger as well so that he can shed some of those uh, tacklers who may be tackling him from behind and that way, you know, he could get to his top end speed quickly there after he breaks those type of tackles because most of those were one on one. The next thing I'd also like to see out of Nick Singleton here is that I'd like to see him become a good blocker. I didn't see a whole lot of blocking film on his reel and 
you know, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. He does have a lot of big plays, so that's not super surprising. But, you know, I'd like to see him become a good blocker or be a good blocker out there and have those opportunities to block. Like I said, they are a run-first team, so there aren't a lot of pass-blocking opportunities for Singleton out there. But, you know, just in general, when he does get the opportunity to block, I'd like to see him make an excellent play and be fundamentally sound there. So a lot like the passing, catching opportunities thing I talked about earlier. Then last but not least, I think his agility slash lateral quickness could definitely improve in his game and make him more dangerous in one-on-one situations. Um, Don't get it twisted. You know, he has the juice. He could be electric. He has a little bit of wiggle to him, but I think... There are times where he's like out in open field and he's trying to be agile and turn a guy around or, you know, follow his blocks and just be more than a one cut guy. And the lateral quickness is just not quite there. And so I like to see him open up those hips a little bit more, um, you know, really show that fluidity there and, you know, be a little bit more natural agility and uh, lateral quickness wise, because I do think that could take his game to the next level if he does have wiggle to him and could potentially juke somebody out of his shoes before taking it 50 to 40 yards to the house. So those are just a couple of things I'd like to see him work on. You know, I do think he could accomplish these things by his senior year, or even if he accomplished one of them, I'd be pretty happy. Either way, he's a heck of a talent. There's a reason he's a four-star guy. I don't think that's an overrating at all. I think that's pretty appropriate, to be honest. And, you know, he does have a lot of D1 Power 5 offers. I think I saw Penn State and a couple Pac-12 schools on there. I'm not going to quite project where he's going to be at. It just kind of depends what college he picks. Um, but I do think he's most likely a two to three year starter. I think he'd probably have to redshirt and work on some of the things I just talked about there so they could have him on the field uh, just more often. And if he does all of those things, you know, he could definitely um, get his two to three years and then eventually become an NFL guy. But for now, Nick, if you're listening to this, um, focus on your senior year. Enjoy it. And you know what? We hope to do another breakdown of you once you're in college. Best of luck. Uh, I've said this on all the other segments, but you're definitely welcome onto the show. So, yeah. All right, coming up next, we have another class of 22 running back and our last player for this episode coming up next. All right, welcome back. So we got our last player for today. It is Jonah Coleman, the 5'9", 180-pound running back. Uh, He's class of 22, so he's a junior out of Lincoln High School in Stockton, California. He is a three-star running back, and he has not committed yet. So let me go ahead and talk about some areas of concerns or improvement here for Jonah Coleman so I think the biggest thing for me is that he did not play his junior year at all because they did not have um, football high school football in California this year and so a whole almost by the time he plays again uh, it will probably be two years since he played um, competitive football last and to me that's a little concerning because you know that's just a year lost that he could have gotten better. Nick Singleton, he did yet to play his uh, junior year, uh, despite being a junior as well, but Jonah did not. And so a lot of the film I'm going off of is from his freshman year as well, which isn't a bad thing because he still balled out. He still did his thing and it's apparent on film. 
but there is going to be a little bit of a gap, and I do kind of wonder if he will, you know, take some time to get back to where he was at uh, progress-wise and continue to show that going into his senior year, into his senior season. So just keep that in mind. For all I know, he could have gotten way better, and it will be apparent, but, you know, as of right now, February 14th, 2021, it's a little bit of an unknown so it is definitely a little bit of a concern another thing that i'd like to see him improve on slash an area of concern is his receiving skills so he does catch the ball uh, kind of a bit actually more than nick singleton i would say but he could continue to improve his receiving skills specifically and you know i don't i know he doesn't necessarily have control over this aspect of his game but i would like to see him run a larger variety of routes and continue to work and improve on his route running specifically don't round routes and all that stuff and you know and work on some of those receiving skills because he does play a little bit at the slot receiver as well and he does a solid job but i do think he could be better i'd also like him to continue to work on his hands and have stronger hands because you know he did catch a lot of wide open passes and if he was to get contested i'd like to see him rip that ball away from the defender and continue to make a play so all altogether just receiving skills i think he could definitely continue to refine those and improve that because i do like where his receiving skills are now but i think to elevate his game it could be even better um a couple other things that i like to see as well you know, it's never a bad thing to get more explosive, work on his acceleration. I think he might have a little bit more juice left to really work on that and um, get himself at a more efficient level. I think he's at a solid level right now, but I think he could take it to another level. Potentially, we'll see. And then lastly, he could probably play at a heavier weight, if I'm being completely honest here. Um, you know, he is more of a stout guy at 5'9", 180. Uh, I don't know if I even believe the 180 part. He honestly might be heavier, but I would like to see him play at a heavier weight and have a heavier listed weight um, out there because that will be more appealing to college scouts, in my opinion. He does already have a couple D1 offers, so maybe getting that attention from college scouts isn't the biggest deal right now. But in terms of being ready to play at the college level as soon as possible i think i could definitely see him get to the 205 210 range and still have all of the athleticism that he needs to be successful on that next level so that's pretty much it <laughs> those are the couple things i like to see him work on he could get bigger more explosive prove his receiving skills um but those aren't things that he couldn't have improved on during the quarantine or possibly haven't already improved on right now so there you go but let's go ahead and talk about the positives here so first things first he's a very tough running back who is not afraid to seek out contact you know he's the type of guy that could set the tone for the rest of the game if he makes the right play you know he's just very strong with great balance and just being completely honest here, he needs to be gang tackled since he is definitely much more stout uh, at his frame and size there. Like I said, I do think he probably weighs a little bit more than 180 and he might be closer to 190, but you never know. Either way, though, he's a tough guy to bring down. He's going to punish you if you try to tackle him and he does finish a lot 
of his runs in addition he also has a pretty nasty stiff arm and truck he's just that kind of running back he's somebody that you'd love to have on your team just for the toughness if if not anything else but in addition to that he does have some pretty good speed and agility maybe not elite like nick singleton but it's definitely d1 fbs type of speed like he's definitely going to an fbs power five type of school and i'd be surprised if he didn't so there you go he is also an excellent blocker and is not afraid to get right into a defender you know you see him lead blocking at times and he makes the right play a good amount of those times and he's somebody that you really don't have to worry about uh out there as a blocker because he just makes it happen with his strength and speed he also has great vision and footwork He's honestly a crafty runner who will surgically take apart a defense with his vision and footwork. That's just his MO. That's what he does. That's his game. That's his style. You know, that's who Jonah Coleman really is. He's somebody who can take apart a defense and really work his way level by level. Um, it's really entertaining and it's great to watch. It's obvious that he's seen his share of film and, <laughs> you know, it's obvious that he's also just a very natural runner out there as well. And I mentioned this in the airs of improvements here, the, uh, this next strength here, but he can line up with the slot and catch passes. You know, that's something that we saw a lot more of. And he's just dangerous in open field. You know, he has great footwork, good agility, good speed and all that. He's a physical runner, so he's definitely somebody who can do a lot of good with the ball in his hands. And then last but not least, if you couldn't already have picked up on this as I've been talking about Jonah Coleman here, but he's just one of the most versatile running backs that we've probably ever done a breakdown on when it comes to players uh, just in general that we've done breakdowns on here on the Playmakers Corner. Jonah Coleman is definitely up there in terms of versatility and it's not just that he's versatile and could do each of these things all right. It's the fact that he's versatile and he could do a lot of these things at a either a very good level or a great level and that's just who he is you know if i had to make a comparison and i'm gonna get into outlook here but if i had to make a comparison he really does remind me of a clyde edwards hilaire type that running back that plays for kansas city out of lsu you know they kind of have the same frame and a lot of the same skill set so if i'm jonah coleman if i'm not already doing this i look at clyde edwards hilaire and try to model some of my uh game after him because I think he could be a very successful running back on the D1 level. He does have a lot of offers to, I think, mostly Pac-12 schools as of now. And I do believe a lot of those Pac-12 schools could develop him into an NFL prospect someday. I'm really high on Jonah Coleman. I think he's a great talent. He's just somebody that does it all. You know, as a three-star guy, he could be a steal for a lot of D1 teams out there. So, yeah. But Jonah Coleman, if you're listening to this, best of luck into your senior year. Uh, this goes to all of the players, actually. Best of luck going uh, into your senior year or the next level. I think Jonah Bodden's our only senior there, so I had to throw that in there. But we wish you all the best once again. We would love to have any of you onto the show sometime.
that being said, that will wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Remember, if you want to request either yourself or another athlete, make sure to drop their name, what position they play, where they're from, or what high school they play for, and then what class they are as well, slash um, potential huddle film or film that we could take a look at. We definitely have a running list now, um, and we've gone through a lot of the Colorado guys, and so that's why we're opening it up to out-of-state guys now. And so feel free to request anybody from Colorado or anywhere in the country. Like I said later this week, Cody will release a request episode with more out-of-staters. And then on Friday, Cody and I will talk about some of the best out-of-state requests that we've had uh, from all over the country, in fact. And so it will be all out-of-state. This is just the beginning of out-of-state week, so stay tuned. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Those are places where you could DM us as well and send out a request. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, obviously you're already here, so you might as well drop a good rating for the podcast. We provide a lot more content, um, whether it's breakdowns of players, looking at documentaries and series and talking about some of the good things that could come out of those whichever there's a lot of good uh, stuff that we release you know we really want to showcase some of these great players out here um that are on the come up and that not a lot of people may know about also be on the lookout for some playmakers corner merch we're looking to probably release some workout gear or something like that pretty soon here we'll probably send out some polls eventually um about that just so that we could get a feel for what y'all want anyways i'm your host simon voyanos thank you for rocking with us we'll see you next time